You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Johnson. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Gossip Girl After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Gossip Girl After Show. Wow, hey. I, I'm really liking this new intro. Loving it. Kind of cool. A couple different uh, terms in there that Definitely, I was feeling. Uh, recognized a few. Oh, the <laughs> the, the, po- the post-game oh, wrap-up? Then we killed it. It's that, it's that new. <laughs> Whoa. Well, anyway, hello, Gospel Girl fans. We just finished watching the episode Crossroads. Very fitting title. I'm Roxy Stryer, along with Jessica King. Hello. We are missing Mia Smith tonight. Uh, she she just keeps she's a hot commodity and she keeps getting all these jobs and she's very wanted. How are town. we going to get her back here? What can we do to we have to her? devise a plan? I know. And get her back. I next feel like week. something to do with alcohol and candy. Mm. Maybe something that like that. Always can, works. We, can we work something out, Ronnie? Is that possible? <laughs> yeah. So we've got Ronnie. That in always the booth. gets me. Hello, Ronnie. And Hello. and we have a really special guest here tonight. I think she's incredibly special. She's not so sure of it right now. You can tell she's blushing. She's my being shy. My lovely sister, Sky Stryer. Hey, no, sister. She, she's refusing to even speak. Not even a hello. Nothing. Clearly, oh, hi. As Clearly, simple as you can get. <laughs> exactly. Clearly, the genes for wanting to be in front of the camera went all to one part of our family and. <laughs> And she has the rest of the brains and the beauty, so envious of that. But uh, as she fans herself (laughs) down. She's like, stop. Like the most outgoing person. And, you know, she doesn't watch Gossip Girl, so I won't pick on her too much. But if you stay tuned for Glee later, I'm actually going to pull her in onto the show if you want to hear her speak a little more. (laughs) The the mute over there, it will come out the noise. But anyway, let's stick to Gossip Girl for now. And let's start by talking about two people who are like sisters. See that? See how I did that there? Oh, look at that transition, Roxy. <laughs> Between Blair and Serena. All right, so we have this awesome hysterical scene at the beginning where the two of them are at this dining room table with Dorota, and they are bickering like sisters. Um, what's going on here? What are they talking about? Why are they fighting? They're just pissed at each other because of Dan. Um, that's kind of how they fight. They're both stubborn. And uh, I think they needed that middle man of Dorota, Dorota to intervene and <laughs> force Dorota. them to figure it out. I have to ask you, do you have any relationships that resemble this at all? No. I do. Definitely not my best friend, like right. someone that I consider the closest person to me. I would not tolerate that. Um, they just screw each other over left and right. And then, you know, at the end of the day, all is well and they're back to friends and I don't know. It's incredibly challenging to relate. I sit there and I'm like, I would be so pissed forever. Yeah. I would not be 
pissed and then get over it and be okay with it. I mean, we've got Blair, who's telling Serena that she doesn't like Dan. Dan, who's telling, or Serena telling Blair that she loves Dan. And then Blair making out with Dan left and right. Dan, who's Serena's stepbrother and ex-boyfriend. First off, Dan should be completely (sighs) off limits for friendship code issues right because of the fact that serena dated him even if they're not together now or they never get to get together in the future he should always be off limits for blair but serena doesn't seem to care about what's going on she cares about the truth yes oh serena naive serena (sighs) what i've never heard this before it's like no no best friend i don't care if you're screwing me over i just want you to tell tell me me the truth you are screwing me over and then i'll be pissed again (laughs) exactly so dorota locks him in this room and they have a couple funny insults back and forth to each other uh serena about blair's vest that she wore (laughs) it was just so petty and catty and i was not used to that but then later on we see that blair is trying to make it up to serena and prove to her that right. And how does she do this? Best friends. She goes down to this play thing that's going on. A little confusing here. Yeah. So we open up the episode learning that Inside is now number two on the charts. Which I mean, I can't keep track. Like one week it's bottom of the charts, the next week it's on the top of the charts. I mean, this book can't couldn't have been out for this long that they're already acting it out at one of like the largest improv classes and i didn't even uh, understand really what's going on so an improv troupe is acting out inside but they rewrote but yeah like they're mocking it. it they're mocking it they're mocking the book and dan enjoys that and he's going for to sit through the reading is that what's going on I don't know. am i getting this right i was sitting here watching like all right, I'll go for it. I'll go with it. Yeah, it's like, different, but what? I don't like and and Lola, Lola Charlie was very insistent that it was a mockery of the book, and she kept reminding Dan, like, "Are you sure you're okay with this?" We're right, it. and he was totally fine with it. So, and all the characters' know. names are Claire for Blair and Dylan, Dylan. for Dan. Uh, they're humorous. I get it. I get what they were doing here, but really, we see that this is just a catalyst for Blair. To understanding her real feeling for Dan, I don't even know why she was there. To be honest, I have no idea. It she goes down there to, to prove to Serena that she has no romantic interest in Dan. That was the goal, because Serena says when Blair avoids somebody, she likes them. So she says, "Oh no, I don't like him. I'm going to go hang out with him." But then she gets okay. there. She gets there, and she says. How am I going to prove this to Serena? I'm going to kiss Dan. I'm going to kiss Dan because that must mean I don't like him. Because, and I'm Lola, sure he won't kiss me back because I'm really that oblivious that I don't realize that he has feelings for me. Right. And Lola is confused about this kiss. Is it a passionate kiss? Is it a nothing kiss? So Blair decides to show Lola that it is a nothing kiss, and of course, it's a passionate kiss. That's. Dan's cue. And we see them like making out completely full on. Meanwhile, Serena's at home and just happens to show up. Sees on Gossip Girl that the two of them are hanging out, gets excited about it because God knows why. She thinks this is a good thing. So she goes there and sees them making out again. 
Yep. The second she walks in. The second she gets there. Perfect timing. Boom, boom. Okay, are we buying this? Is this like... Oh, and then don't forget, Blair slaps Dan and says, you weren't supposed to kiss back. Right. Okay. Okay. When I lean in to kiss you, just stand there. Okay, so whose fault is that? Because I've heard a lot of girls say this before. Like, he kissed me. But clearly, first of all, she kissed him. He kissed her harder. She didn't push him away. she kissed him hardest. (laughs) That's literally what happened. So who's at fault? Blair. Both of them. Blair. Blair. Blair initiated. He didn't stop. And then she went in for it more. Exactly. But she's the one that's in denial. So she's more at fault because Dan's being, like, honest about the fact that he likes her. Okay, but I have... But she's married. So they're both at fault. That is true. (laughs) (laughs) She is married. Oh, my gosh. I have to stop us though for a second just to take a breather so we can really realize that we're talking about Blair and Dan and not Blair and Chuck. Yeah, that's not going to happen Blair for and a Dan. while. <laughs> and I, I'm literally freaking out because as I said last week, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I mean, I feel bad for Serena, and I think it's messed up what Blair's doing to her friend, but they clearly have this chemistry. Yeah. Why are they doing this? Why do they want to keep me up at night? Why are they torturing <laughs> us like this? Do you see the chemistry? I do. And I, and I like it because I'm always on Team Lonely Boy, you know? Wow. Um, see, I'm on Team Blair. You're Team Lonely I'm Boy. I'm Team Lonely Boy. Right so now, I'm on the same team, I just want then. him to be happy for a, a little bit. Because he's always, like, he's always just lonely and sad. And he hasn't really had anything big since Serena. Like, he's had all these little failed, like, fling relationships. That's true. It's true. He has little flings and they go away. And even we thought he was going to have something with his uh, manager. Yeah. But then he didn't. And And then he kissed Ivy, Charlie, and and that whole thing. But I I just have to say that moment with him and Blair, it was so sexy. It was. And it seemed just so natural. Mm -hmm. And I I was freaking out, kind of. I'm still kind of freaking out, clearly. I, I, I can barely even speak about it because, you know, the whole time Blair was with Louis, I was like, he's cute, but ew, no, no. But this was like, yeah, I totally see they're vibing and... I'm worried. I, is this going somewhere? I don't know, though, if I want Blair, I mean, Dan, to be with Blair more or with Serena more. Oh, now you're torn between that because you are totally Because I'm totally Dan Serena. Dan Serena. But now you don't know? Well, I mean, last night you could definitely see how well they are together. I think. But I'm Gosh. still, I can't give up on Dan and Serena. I mean, it's not Dan and Serena I'm worried about. It's Chuck and Blair. And I know in my heart of hearts they're meant to be together. And if they're not, everybody knows that I will just disappear off this earth and cry every day. But for now, you're I... vibing with uh, Dan and Blair. Yeah. With Dare. 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 That's what we call them, Dare. It's Chair and Dare. Oh, my gosh. And who doesn't like a little game of chair and dare? <laughs> wow. Can we, like, quote me on that? Dare that was pretty on the good. chair. Quick, dare on the chair. So I- I'm freaking out a little bit about that. But then later on, we see not only am I the only one acknowledging this relationship, but Blair actually acknowledges that she has feelings for him. 
Finally. For the first time. And and what was the line that made her get it? Somebody said that Dan came to her reading of something. Yeah. And she was like, he came to that? I don't I don't remember what he it was. He came, now I love was. him. No, but it was also some the second thing that she said. And it was just like a gradual realization. like Not when he gives me all of his money to buy clothes. I Not know. when he... Uh, takes me away from my wedding. Not when he stands by me. When he drops every everything second. to Not do. Not when he writes the vows for me. But when he came to that reading. Yeah. Like, what? why was this the final straw? Why was this the moment where it hit her? Just because she was playing herself, maybe? She was in the role playing herself. Maybe from hearing it from an outside source, other than, you know, because she's always so quick to deny when it comes to Serena or Chuck or anyone that's close to her that might think that they know what's going on or try to tell her yeah. what to do. She's always so quick to be like, you're crazy, because she's always holding up this, you know, persona and, and this reputation. But maybe hearing it from someone else or hearing it, you know, written so eloquently. <laughs> is that what that was, so eloquently? But yeah, no, I, I think that's completely what it is. And I was shocked that she finally admitted it out loud. Yeah, I'm glad she did because she never admits anything. Right. And so... It's like these moments that we've seen. I mean, part of my... F- season five, overall, there have been some low moments, I will say. Mm-hmm. And there have been some major mistakes in the writing, uh, which I've actually been reading about online, but we can get to that a little later. And one of the high moments for me has been Blair actually being a person this season yes. and seeing her get drunk and seeing her make mistakes and seeing her uh, take weird pictures and that party she had We're definitely and admitting things. Less of the minions, which is is so good. Because right. no one really like walks around like, chop, chop, come here. And, and she has three girls there ready to... Uh, serve her but um we're seeing less of that and we're like you said we're seeing her have feelings and have emotions and actually and be a person that we can relate to exactly and it makes us way more empathetic or sympathetic at least to what she's going through because well i don't know what do you think about do you think it's possible to have feelings for multiple people at once totally i think it's um possible for her you know obviously she loves chuck but she's convinced herself that that's just not not good and it's not going to happen. And so, you know, I think she's having a hard time separating her materialistic side from her, like, true side. Why? And she's never had to do that before because she's usually always had everything that she wanted. It's true. I think it's very true. But I think it's strange to me, that being said, why Chuck seems to be so okay with everything. I mean... In one sense, he's not. And he, I wouldn't say he's okay. Well, no, I'm with Blair. With Dan, oh my God, we he's doing all this horrible stuff and sending in the wrong letter and trying to ruin his career. Because he can't hurt Blair. He loves her too much to do malicious things to her. So he just has to do but malicious things to everyone hasn't that gets he loved in the her, way of him and her. Hasn't he loved her in the past? And then in the past, he's completely loved her head over heels. He's and, a different guy. But he's punched things. and So he's really changed. He's really changed. He's really changed towards her, but we see that he hasn't towards Dan. Yeah. And tonight, he completely screws over Dan. Girl. And not only screws over Dan, but he leaves evidence so that Dan knows that Chuck was the one who... Master them with that scarf. Do we feel bad for this Alessandra girl? 
Oh right? no, I don't Al- care about her. Oh, we don't for Dan. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we have no attachment to oh, her. Right. I really don't care. She's being used and abused, and we're like, eh. I mean, come on. She tried to come on to Chuck last week, and he pretty much told her to be cool, and like he was so not interested. So it's like. All of a sudden, obviously something had to have happened for him to just come back and be like, okay, now I want to hang out. And then all of a sudden she's just like, okay. But in the end, Blair Blair ends up convincing Chuck to send the right uh, article or a file of Dan's new proposal. 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 That's it. So, I mean, I guess she still knows how to get through to him. He has a soft spot for her. I know. And it, okay, when I it's when I talk about them that I know I'm not into Dan and Blair. I like it for now. You're kind of digging it. Though. I'm digging it, but when I talk about Chuck and Blair, I'm like, it's it's the whole gut thing. You just know it's just right. But sorry, we got off topic for a second about the Serena Blair thing, which I wanted to talk about. In the end, when she does come clean and tell Serena what's going on, Serena seems to be okay with it, and. They quickly move on to uh, bigger matters, uh, which CC, Charlie, Ivy, Lola situation, mm-hmm. which is like the biggest over the top, schemiest thing of yeah. Gossip Girl yet. <clears throat> I think that in the heart of the situation that Serena was going through, like the bigger picture of her grandma dying and everything, maybe she had to be okay with it because she had to, you know, keep yeah, her mind on other things. But I don't think that. That she's okay with it. And I don't think she's just going to sit there and let it happen. I, I have a feeling that within the next couple episodes, something's going to it's gonna start boiling up. Okay, so it was interesting because I was reading this article online, and I didn't include it in our news and gossip because I didn't even know how to phrase it. But like we were talking about last week, where there are these little mistakes that they keep making that we're catching, it was talking about uh, something interesting to me, which is, Serena, who's completely taken a backseat to Blair. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I love Blair so much. But I think that's why I dislike Serena so much. It's like I feel like she's such a passive character. And she doesn't stand up for herself. And exactly. And I'm not liking that. I want to see these two strong women. But really, we've got one strong woman and a strong woman's best friend. Mm-hmm. So maybe this will be the storyline where Serena's like, no, I'm putting my foot down. This is my man. This is my brother, and this is my boyfriend. And you know and what? Yes, I'm talking about the same person saw- as all three of those. Man, brother, boyfriend. Dan, yes, you are. Oh, my gosh. Lonely boy. We saw a little bit of that, I feel like, last night when Serena told Charlie Ivy off. And I was like, go, Serena. So, who knows? But you're right. Like, she's always kind of taking a backseat, and she never stands up for herself. And that's one of the things that bothers me about Serena, too, is because she's always kind of being used, whether it's by boys right. or by Charlie Ivy or whatever. And and I feel like with Serena, every time that the truth kind of pokes its head out a little and could, you know, if she just did a little more digging or spoke up a little more, it could be revealed. She just doesn't. And so... Totally. What kind of storyline could we see her in right now that we would like? Where Where could she be? And we'd be like, yep. That's good for Serena. Just sticking up for herself more with boys. Yeah, I mean, a I job. see her. Do they go to college. I know anymore? this is kind of like repetitive. Oh, I don't think so. They're like forty by now. Uh, oh, that's so weird. <laughs> I feel like there's only been five seasons. Forty. That's crazy. Um, I know that they've done this storyline before, where you know Serena and Blair just completely pitted against each other. But I could kind of see that happening again. But we would need more female friends to jump in the picture. 
Well, I mean, neither of them have ever had female friends other than each other, and that's probably why they put up with so much crap from each other. So, I mean, as long as they have the boys, I could see, you know, Serena with Nate on her side or something. Or now that she has her cousin, Lola, who knows? But Lola seems to not want anything anything to do with with her. her. But Lola's going to be sucked into that lifestyle just like everyone else's. Just like like Ivy was. Ivy was. Hey, uh, you guys actually got a call again, so maybe it's a girl from last week. Crossing our fingers for Susie. (laughs) Let's see. Hold on. On the line? What's your name? Where are you from? Hi, it's yes. Susie. Hi. <laughs> Susie, I love every time I hear your voice and you call. We- oh, my gosh. I've been I've been listening, um, and I'm so excited to talk to you all. And hi, hi Roxy's sister. Hi. Oh, isn't she a little That's shy That's her word one? of the hour. She just, the two words she said are <laughs> hi and hi. That's it. Hi. <laughs> okay, we, we need your help and uh, talking about this episode and trying to figure out First, I gotta get your opinion on Dan and Blair and whether you're liking them. Are, are we liking oh them? Oh my goodness! I, I mean, I know she has feelings for him. Whatever, like, whatever. okay, let let her. Uh, we'll let her have a few episodes with him. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm, but um, the one thing I had to say was that I'm never gonna like Dan and Blair moments more than I like Chuck and Blair moments. But here's the thing: Chuck and Blair are obviously gonna end up together in the end. It's just inevitable. Yeah. So Blair has to go through all of these different like roadblocks and wrong guys in order to figure that out. Because in her head right now, she's still thinking, "I can never be with Chuck," and eventually, she's just gonna have to know, like, "I need to be with Chuck." So that's why I have a problem with what you just said. It's a really big issue. What if we keep saying Chuck Chuck and Blair will obviously end up together? And they don't. It's like, have you ever watched a season of The Bachelor and you are positive that he's going to end up with one girl and the whole way you're like, yep, that's the person, that's the person. And then the last day he just picks the other girl and you're like, what are you doing? Okay, that might not happen to anybody else often, but that happens to me all the time. And I'm like, well, it's reality TV, and that's exactly how the producers want it to be. Isn't this reality TV? (laughs) This isn't real? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, they all live in L.A. and (laughs) Oh, my God, don't break my heart like that. I thought you were going to say Gossip Girl didn't exist for a second. I was going to freak out. No, no, no. But wouldn't the right, wouldn't the right, don't the writers know that everybody wants Chuck and Blair to be together? Like, don't they read, like websites and like blogs and stuff or whatever about how everybody likes Chuck and Blair so much more. But if they were together right now, then where what are, where would Gossip Girl be? There'd be no more show. And honestly, I, I do think that they do read things like that, but there's a lot of buzz about Blair and, and Dan right now. I, Which is I, good freaking out for the writers and, and the creators. That's what they want. You know the actors are doing a stellar job when I'm even talking about them at all. Yeah, I, I was going to say, Rocky, I'm shocked that you are like okay with this and not like no, freaking no, out. I'm not okay with it. I'm not okay with it. I'm trying to be okay with it. And I'm not... I, I don't know how to explain it. It's like the first time I've ever seen her with somebody that isn't Chuck that doesn't make me want to squirm. And and freak out. I mean, I know I want her with... I just can't... I I feel like I spent my whole entire existence talking about them. We're going to have to take a little breather from them and and move on into CC category, which is 
really the bigger event of the episode. I mean, yeah. so we see Charlie Ivy taking care of Cece this whole time. I, I need to just stop it at that. And somebody needs to explain to me, why is Charlie Ivy doing this? So she can cash in you on think so? Cece's death. I have a feeling, you know, that Cece may have written her into her will or something like that. Like, she wants to cash in. The only, there's no other reason that I can fathom. Kind-hearted. No. Whoa. Susie, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I, 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 like, I honestly have no idea either. It's, pro- it's probably just for the money. But I, about that whole thing, I mean, can I say something about, like, the whole storyline in general about, general about fake Charlie? Of course. Like, I just want to say that I'm so glad that it's, like, over. Um, and when it was all said and done, like, when everything came out, it just seemed so pointless to even have that storyline to begin with. Like, I agree. Like, like she, okay, like, she hired a fake person to be her daughter and meet her family. Like, why did they need to, I don't understand why they needed to carry that out for, like, a season and a half or whatever, however long it was. Totally. And then. It should have been this huge blow-up moment where everybody was furious or so devastated, but instead it just came out and everybody was like, you did this? Yeah. Get out. Like, oh, so when I had my private investigator follow you, he was right? Oh, so Max was right? Oh, so like. That was was some of the worst writing, most crammed moment in any episode I've ever seen. I was sitting there like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. And she's like lingering, like hiding behind walls and stuff. Like, what is this? We're in a hospital. I would be so embarrassed. (laughs) It, it was it, it was ridiculous. I can't believe and, she even wanted to stay. I know. Yeah. She's like, but she's asked me at to. At the end, she like she pulls out Georgina's number that she has, and I don't understand oh, what I she even could possibly want to plan with Georgina. Like, well, remember what, we what see last she... week, and Georgina approaches her and is like, "You should have called me. We would have made a great team." Mm-hmm. And so I yeah. guess. She's just like she's gonna go. She wants to stay him. so badly. She wants to stay in this life. She wants her money. I guarantee Cece probably promised her something. And now, obviously, it would be interesting because even if Cece had written her into some kind of will or whatnot, it would go to the real Charlie. So that would be a completely new storyline right there. I see more to her than just wanting money. I see. Oh. I- I, don't you're you're being fooled. No, <laughs> don't let her fool you. That's true. I might be, but honestly, I feel like she has real feelings for Cece. Otherwise, she wouldn't have given a crap and would have left. Uh, not yeah, a, no, because okay. Listen to how Cece's talking to her. Like you're the only one I trust. You, you know, right, but she stayed around for months taking care of her, probably with some kind of promise. I guarantee it. Well, even if there was, I feel like... And why would she call Georgina? There's nothing good about this girl. If, if that were yeah, the case, then she'd right. be like, all right, here's her family. I'll- it's out in the open. Like, I need to get out of here. Why don't I hate her as much as you guys Ugh, do? I don't know. You have to hate her. I just, there's like a soft spot for her. I don't really know what it is. You're crazy. I don't know, who, I don't know which one of you to agree with, because I agree. Like, why would she be calling Georgina? Like, there can't be anything good to come about of that. Like... They, there can be nothing good, and but mm. I see Roxy like what you're saying. Like she, she might 
like really love or did love her. She's she taking care no of her and like living going, with her. She had no business going to the hospital or anything like that. She's not Cece's family. Yeah. I agree with that. I'm not sticking up for what she did. It's just something about her seems not totally evil to me. And I think that it's unfair to Cece that in her dying days, she was led to believe that she's being taken care of by a loving family member who's just a stranger. Well, we have some news and gossip about that. I'm not so sure if she didn't know really who this woman was. We, we could, we'll talk about it in news and gossip. But can we talk for a second about the real Charlie? So Charlie Lola. Mm-hmm. Wait, it's, yeah, it's the real Charlie. Charlie's the real person's name, Charlie Rhodes. Yeah. Um, it's so freaking And the real Charlie goes by Lola. The real Charlie goes by Lola. from her mom. And Lola is using Nate to get to Charlie Ivy. And it works. But then she actually likes Nate because she ends up wanting to stay with him at the end. She says... Um, I don't want to stay alone. Can I stay with you? And he says, yeah. yeah. So quickly. So quickly. It was so yeah. awkward. He Instead of being like, of course you can, he goes, yeah. He didn't even have to think about it. He could have at least paused for a second. And he's like, yeah. This episode, <laughs> some parts were just so freaking awkward. And I was like, couldn't they have taken a half more second to give the actor a little longer? Yeah. Or a little more line or a little more something? Which, can we take, talk about Nate for a second? Because when did he become, like, we just talked about how serena never stands out stands up for herself but nate all of a sudden is just calling people out left and right and so he gets like worked up so easily yeah i know but it's just a a totally different nate than we've ever seen you know like if you wanted to call if you wanted or what did he say i thought your phone died yeah you know if you wanted to call charlie then you should have told me and he's head of the spectator now he's making money he's doing things himself he's succeeding and along with that comes confidence and power and he's calling people out yeah do you are you a nate fan Susie? yeah um i mean i i know i am it's just um not not really now i mean I, I don't know why why I don't know why he had to be like start the spectator like, or not not start it but I don't know why he had to become CEO of the spectator last time we last season he was going to like Columbia or something like like you've been so saying weird. Roxy I, yeah. I, like I don't get what they're doing was with he, their lives was like, he in college I don't think he was ever in college I think he was like this isn't real it's not like like it's not real anymore like. It's what happened to Blair transferring to Columbia and like Nate going there and. Serena even went there or something. Like, I don't I understand was, what they're doing I think it was too lives. hard to follow them all in the same circle while all going to different colleges. But they were all in colleges yeah. in New York. They had worked it out that way, and then they stopped the storyline so quick. And part of watching Gossip Girl is about watching th- this group of elite young people who you want to be friends with, you want the in with, you you want to feel like you are a part of the upper class society. But part of it is relating to them. And the whole college thing was very relatable. Mm-hmm. Well, I was talking to a college girl especially. But just even having them do something that we felt like we were all capable of doing. But now it's like they're so... Yeah. I mean, m- most... Claire was pregnant and now she's married. And, I mean... And hasn't but- spoken very much at all about 
her, you know, most people when they lose a baby, they go through a very emotional right. time and yeah. you know, seclude themselves or something for a little bit, but they're not back to making out with other guys while they're married and cheating on their husbands. And, you know, it's never looked highly upon to be a college dropout with a baby and whatever it is. But for some reason, we look at these people and we're like, this is success. But what have they done? That's successful. Do you know? Yeah. It, it's so confusing to me. And um, I, I, I was wondering if you guys noticed. I mean, this has happened. This scene has happened plenty of times before. But do you guys notice the, like, big, elaborate breakfasts that are laid out on Blair's dining room table? Yeah. Like, all the different foods. That's just something that I... I, every episode, I, I, I don't know. I, I noticed it every time. It's just a, it's just a little bit ridiculous, but it's funny episode, to see. Like a hundred percent. There's a banquet. There's a buffet. There's a party for a holiday. Every episode. <laughs> well, speaking, yeah, uh, turning the tables whatever. a little bit, and speaking of unrealistic situations, I kind of, I don't know if you guys, if this came to mind, but. The whole scene that we were just talking about when Lola was using Nate's phone and gives him the phone back, you know, pretty much with the screen up that she just called Charlie. Right. And it's like, yeah. with iPhones these days, you could delete your recent calls. You could, like, there's so yeah. many other ways around it, and especially if she is trying to hide the fact that she did this to just give him the phone back and, you know, not try to hide her steps or anything, you know, right. in any sort of way. A hundred percent. And I yeah. wanted to talk a little bit more about her and what we think of her character and why was she so quick to not want to hang out with Serena, but now is willing to hang out with Nate. Yeah. Why is she taking it out on Serena? It's her mom's fault. It has nothing to do with Serena. She seems yeah. a little off to me. I'm willing to give her a chance. We're trying to be here at After Buzz watching Gossip Girl. We are trying to be open to all new characters and give them a fair and equal chance. Is that right? That's pushing it a little bit. Well, okay, <laughs> we'll try. We'll do our best. We'll try to like her. But so far, she's kind of weird. Yeah. Is that the character? She's different. The I don't know. Yeah, different. I mean, I guess it kind of, uh, as someone who's pretty much having their identity stolen, for her not to want to be in this world which is completely opposite of the reason why Charlie Ivy stuck around because she wanted so badly to be in that right. world. So I guess it kind of like sets some sort of difference between the two and, and, uh, but, but she must want to kind of be in the world a little bit. If she's lying to her mom about going to where, like, NYU. where did she say she Michigan was going? Like Michigan or something? Michigan and, State. and she's at Juilliard in New York. I mean, she must want to have some part of, that, that world, or I don't know. Yeah, that's true, and it must appeal to her on some level. I, I really don't know, and I think we pretty much covered the episode. So before yeah. we cut to commercial, and after that, we're going to have some awesome news and gossip and predictions. But before then, do you have anything else you wanted to talk about, Susie? Any other um, things you uh, didn't not, cover? Not, not very much. It's just the, the inside... The, the whole plot line was kind of boring. I, I feel like there were only two huge plot lines, the inside and then like Stacy and Charlie Ivy, whatever. But yeah. it, it was an okay episode. It wasn't like, it wasn't that interesting to me, except I'm so glad Charlie Ivy is 
over That's done with. I was so, so happy about that. I've been waiting <laughs> for that moment. So I we can was take very that away satisfied. from this episode. So at least a positive thing happened. And we'll give them this episode and hope that next episode kills it with the writing and the plot and we get something yeah. big. Yeah. It looks good. Yeah, it does. So let's uh, thank you, Susie, for calling and we will hear from yeah, you next week. Yeah, as always, thank you so much, girls. Yeah. And I will talk yeah. to you guys next week. Awesome. Okay, so let's cut to commercial so we can come back with some news and gossip. After Buzz TV. Hi, I was a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag coworkers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzzTV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? I don't really know. That's fine. Okay, so <laughs> I guess we're back on the air, and we are about to shoot to some news and gossip, and you guys are in luck tonight because... The five-year-old illiterate has resigned and is officially giving it to the pro, Jessica King, to read. I don't know about pro. No, you are pro. uh... I've heard you do news and (laughs) gossip. You read like a very mature adult. (laughs) What's that word? You've (laughs) passed all the school levels of reading, and you are an adult, and we're ready to hear it from you. Well, thank you for praising my reading. (laughs) After Buzz TV News. All right. Well, rumor has it that Blake Lively is hoping she will soon get hitched to boyfriend Ooh. Ryan Reynolds. And it's all because of the rules. Relationship gurus Ellen Fien and Sherry Schneider have been dishing the deets on landing the man of your dreams since 1996. Their controversial dating guide, The Rules, features old-fashioned tactics designed to teach a woman how to land her desired man. Playing hard to get and letting the man do all the emotional heavy lifting is strongly encouraged. The rules has become rules to... I'm sorry. The rules have become rules for Blake Lively, who is 24. Quote, Blake loves the dating book, The Rules, and has been following it to the letter. They haven't been together for six months and she's already talking marriage and babies. A friend of the couple snitches in the new issue of In Touch Weekly magazine... The friend continued on, however, to say, quote, Ryan cares for Blake, but he rushed into marriage before and he still is not ready. Not really over that heartbreak. Okay, so note to self, pick up the rules. Yeah. Uh, Read what she's talking about. And let the guys do all of the heavy emotional lifting. Yeah, uh, so this is a... Crazy. I feel like celebrity couples, it just comes and happens so fast. Yeah. They've been together for a few months, and now it's marriage. And and do people just make this crap up, or is Blake really pressuring him? I just want to know who these sources are. I know. It's like, like, friend, this person. Speaking of friends, like, best friends, Serena and, and, and Blair... 
Why would you, as a celebrity, why would you tell your friends this personal information if you know that they're going to go snitch to magazines? I feel like every magazine has a source. I know. And then I would be pissed if my source was leaking my information that I'm trying to keep private. And I feel like I would know. You could find a leak. Yeah. You know? It's Maybe. like you're not just walking around telling people, like, I want to get married. I'm talking babies. and. But then know. again, a lot of these celebrities are like, go ahead, friends. Talk. Put me yeah. out there. I want to be in the magazines. Yeah. But I'm also glad, you know, because one thing that I don't understand about Hollywood, which also bothers me, is that a lot of these celebrity couples that, you know, are divorcing or whatnot after a long relationship just hop back into the dating scene in the blink of an eye. They take no right. time to mourn or, you know, just be alone or whatnot. And so Ryan Reynolds was one of those people. So I'm glad that if whoever the source is, if they yeah. are legit or not, that they're actually acknowledging the fact that, you know, he kind of rushed into it before. Maybe he still has a little bit of Heartache. emotional attachment, you know, to the but whole Scarlet thing. It's got to be hard, though, because I'm sure that these celebrities have people literally throwing themselves at yeah. them. Like, Gorgeous tens. So it's hard, I get that, but give yourself a little time to at least pretend to be sad. Yeah, seriously. And any any mistakes you make are actually writing mistakes of mine because my <laughs> writing abilities don't far surpass my reading abilities, sorry to say. So good good. Well good luck. to know it's not my fault. Good luck with the rest of this, Jesus. <laughs> Alright, well they may not have been a match on Gossip Girl. Brace yourself. But Ed Westwick, aka Chuck. And Jessica Soar sure know how to heat it up off screen. Eyewitnesses have spotted the pair spending a romantic weekend together where they couldn't keep their hands off each other. Ooh la la. Quote, they were eating brunch at Allswell Restaurant in Brooklyn on February 11th, one source reveals. They were seated in a corner table by the window and were kissing and making out. So, do you think if I called up some magazine and was like, I saw Ed Westwick and Jessica Soar having sex um, in New York yesterday. Yeah. Then I could just be one source. Uh, be a source. I mean, every magazine has a tip sh- a tip line or whatnot. So you could just call and be like, uh, I was at the AfterBuzz Studios last night and I just happened to see them walk past uh, naked. I don't know. And that happened. And you never know. Maybe they'll be having a slow news day and I'll send in an image. A source. Like a little uh, figure sticks, yeah. stick figure diagram of them. <laughs> I swear. Naked. Here's the picture. Yeah. Guaranteed. <laughs> Wait, but what do we think of them as a couple? You uh, love her. I know that you're not a big Vanessa fan, but in real life, I think Jessica Soar is gorgeous. It's hard to differentiate for me because it's really the only thing I've seen her in. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like especially her real life self is so different from her character on Gossip Girl. So on Gossip Girl, she kind of plays like, you know, she's a little plain Jane. She's a little bit of a hippie. She's, you know, very, like, smart, articulate, whatever. And not to say that she's not like that in real life, but I definitely, from watching her on the red carpets and watching interviews, she glams up. She's super cute. I think she's so pretty. She is beautiful. Um, And so, hey. And Ed Westwood. Go Ed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're really cute, good-looking couple together. A so. guy friend of mine, true story, and came an over. Yeah, I, <laughs> a friend of mine came over to watch this the other day with me. He's like, you think that guy's hot? And I was like, I think he is the sexiest person on TV. And Hands also, down. another thing with and him... he didn't get it, but it's all about the person, the vibes. Oh, Yeah, and so like sexy. I was saying, you know, the difference between their 
character compared to them in real life. Like Ed Westwick, when he's just like himself, you know, when he's spotted on the streets, he's so hot. Like just when, his, when he's not all like oh. parted on the side and he's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely think they're a hot couple, and, and uh, I liked them together before. So I was surprised to see that they're getting back together. We'll see how that goes. Rekindling the flame. We'll keep it up in the news and gossip. All right. Um, this one, you've got, well, you've this got one's a little a bit mouthful, of mouthful. <laughs> but uh, last night, we said goodbye to Cece after she passed away after keeping her cancer hidden from the entire family. But actress Caroline Lagerfeld, who plays Cece, tells TV Line, quote, there's always a chance she could return. Mm. She says, one of my Twitter fans said, but that's not Cece, that's her twin sister, Dee Dee. The actress recalls with a laugh. Flashbacks, ghosts, the twin sister, Dee Dee. With Gossip Girl, you never know. For the time being, Lagerfeld has said her goodbyes and describes filming Cece's swan song as, quote, sad for me and Kelly Rutherford, who plays Lily, because we're really close in real life. She's got the most wonderful mother, but I sort of feel like her second mom. The other thing I'm really, really going to miss, apart from Kelly, the kids, and the crew, are Eric Damon's design, she adds, calling the costume designer's creations a strong character in the show as any of the actors. It was Damon who sued Lagerfeld's disappointment over CeCe's most dialogue-free send-off. I was so pissed I didn't get to crack any jokes about dry martini, she says. She got me the most... Oh, sorry. So he got me the most fabulous earrings to wear. This is dying Gossip Girl style, he said. But if Cece did have the chance for some parting words, would she have outed Ivy as an imposter? Ooh. Lagerfeld believes her true identity... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Lagerfeld, well, believes... <laughs> Lagerfeld believes her character might have had an inkling in the back of her mind about her granddaughter's true identity. Aha! But See, she I didn't <laughs> want to hear it. And she still promised her a ton of money. <laughs> As she got sicker and sicker and Ivy was so wonderful and caring, I think she made herself believe and silenced all doubts in her brain. What her death does is it puts Lily in the position of the matriarch, says Lagerfeld. That would be very interesting to see if she picks up the baton. I'll be watching the show for sure. It gives Kelly's character a lot of room to develop in new, exciting directions for the next year. I like when and I actresses a lot of money to Ivy. <laughs> I like when <laughs> actresses are excited for other actresses. Yeah, that's really it's sweet. Nice. It's sweet and good. I hope you get some awesome role. But I really hope that she doesn't have a twin sister, Dee Dee, because that's just a little overboard, a little too cheesy for me. I mean, if I wanted to watch soap operas, exactly, I would, which I do on Channel Seven <laughs> every day. Like <laughs> I just don't understand why they're taking this direction. Have they run out of storylines? Will we see a DD? I guess we can kick off our predictions yeah. with that. They have to draw the line, you know, at some point between just needing a storyline and being somewhat, like you said, relatable, realistic. That's why know? it hurts me to say this, but I almost think. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, now, maybe next time I can let you know what I'm. <laughs> oh, God. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> and next time I'll, I'll segue better into predictions. But for now, I hate, I hate to say it, but, you know, when we were watching The O.C., by season four, we got to the point where it's like, you knew this it show ending. is done. Yeah. There is nothing else we can do. And now we're on season five of Gossip Girl. And it's like, okay, season six, I 
I can see you. I I'm see you coming. Sure. I don't really know. You can't push out more than that. Yeah. And I hate to say that because I love the show, but success- I want, right, I have such a high standard for it. I don't want it to just run itself into the ground. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, my prediction, more like a hope, is that they keep keep on going and trucking through and use everything they can and then end it. Chugga, chugga, choo-choo. All the way. Uh, so, I kind of missed predictions for now. Yeah, can we get that cue again? <laughs> Your predictions again? <laughs> there you go. Now, now we're ready. And now we're going to after with predictions. <laughs> Feeling a little rushed on our predictions here. <laughs> Round two. No, okay. So, we, we missed uh, scenes for next week because our freaking DVRs keep cutting off. But I did see a little bit. So, we know that Hurricane Georgina is coming. Yes. Uh, and she's taking over. We see something with Baldwin, which is um, her dad, Serena's dad. Mm-hmm. And he comes in and um, Cece is gone and Baldwin has her oh, will. Oh, is that in the... Oh. <laughs> and he has her will and I guess we'll know what happens with Charlie Ivy. I remember, Lola. I feel like the... The scenes for next week was just like so fast and it was so cutty. It always and is like, cut, 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 cut. I remember gasping like, <gasps> but it didn't like stick in my brain. So maybe it was just too quick for me. Yeah, I know. It, this show is just too quick. I really next time I'm going to try to watch it like four times before I come in here. Yeah. And each time pay attention to a different, a different character. Aspect. It's just so hard. I'm like, I think I'm paying attention. You look down, you look up and you're like. What? So much information packed into, what, 40 minutes of a I show? Know. It's insane. Okay, any other predictions we have? Uh, Serena, is she going to step up to the plate and kick the crap out of Blair? I hope so. She's okay. got to take charge and take her man back. Women, yes, power. Woo! But don't really hurt Blair, because I love her. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's a pretty much for our predictions. Um, how can we contact you? If we have any questions, we want to talk about the show, how can I reach you? Well, my friends, you can find me on Twitter at I am Jessica King. But what if you don't respond to me? I'll feel so hurt. Just keep you on will trying, because I will respond. Yes, we and will. And I'll be back here on Thursday. I'll be back here next Tuesday. So hit us up. You can find me at Roxy Stryer. And if you want to follow my silent sister over there, Sky, what's your Twitter handle? At Sky Stryer. Oh, she clearly has so much to say, but if you follow her, you'll see she's actually a little talkative girl. So, all right, that is it for this week. Tweet at us. Let us know what you're thinking. Call in like Susie. We love talking to you guys. And we will see you here next week. Goodbye, Gossip Girl fans. Thanks Bye. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! XOXO. XOXO. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 